This is Patrick and Vanessa Zangardi, and you're listening to Demand and Brand. The podcast where we cover marketing trends and techniques to help you succeed in marketing. Welcome to this episode of the Demand and Brand podcast. Occasionally, you'll hear one of us do a podcast on our own. Sometimes we like to, you know, engage the audience in a different way and also we have different areas of expertise. So in this case, we're going to talk a little bit about demand gen and lead gen again, um, just because that's like top of mind for everybody. If you follow us on LinkedIn or anything like that, you're going to know that's kind of the, the place we like to live in. So when you think about lead generation, you often think about, and this is just, um, I shouldn't even say lead generation, any kind of capturing the audience's attention comes from inbound and outbound marketing strategies. So inbound, we think of people coming to you through social media and your content, landing pages, email marketing, things like that. And then outbound marketing strategies include PPC, which is pay-per-click, cold emailing, sponsorships, and things like that. They're all kind of bucketed underneath, you know, uh, lead generation as it stands as like a whole, right? So this has been a heavy focus for businesses up until now, because for the most part, it was fairly reliable, it was easy to track, and it was easy to understand your ROI. So now that we kind of set the groundwork there, where is marketing as an industry going now? So if we're thinking about it, where is marketing as an industry going now if we're not going and leaning harder into lead generation? Well, glad you asked. As an industry, marketing is really beginning to change the way that it operates, and that's due to the customer and the change in the customer journey. Again, this customer journey map is really big, especially for us and our clients. Gone are the days where people allowed businesses to like brute force sell them goods and services through like, I don't know, knocking on doors, vacuum sales, knives, right? Just like annoying someone until like they actually did business with you. Cold emails, cold phone calls, cold LinkedIn messages, the whole thought process on that, but that's something that needs to happen over a glass of wine or a cup of coffee. Um, These huge trade shows with all this flashy type of stuff, but like no substance in the messaging and like no substance in the booth, you know, gating content and asking someone to give you like, I don't know, eight or nine qualifying pieces of information about them, like like we just, we just need to stop, you know, we just like, we got to stop doing that. It's giving a little bit like old school thoughts, giving a little bit like not understanding the way the consumer purchases and the way that consumers are buying anymore doesn't change really, in my opinion, between B2B or B2C. Social media, COVID, social issues out there, change in demographics, who's buying now, right? Millennials have more buying power as like a generation now because of the age range. These have all played into the change from lead generation to a man- demand generation in marketing. So consumers, like I said, both in B2B and B2C, have a, such a different customer journey than they ever have before. Like the old customer journey went something like awareness, the top of the funnel of tofu, down into consideration, into selection, into purchase, and into loyalty. This was a pretty even movement down this funnel, pretty even cadence, pretty predictable outcome, right? And loyalty was important because older generations had a lot of brand loyalty. Like you can still see it if you interact in any capacity with like, you know, the um, older generations, there's still some very deep brand loyalty. 
but they've done studies on Gen Z and millennials and there's just, it's not that same brand loyalty and people have no problems jumping brands if they have a better customer experience with some other brand or they align with their mission, vision, and values more because that's important to Gen Z and millennials, but that's like a whole different podcast. So stay tuned, subscribe so that you can listen to that. But the new customer journey, we call it the customer journey map. I mean, it might as well be a funnel with like spaghetti noodles and a bunch of things like moving in and out and around. The availability of information has made finding solutions way easier for people. And COVID gave people the time to learn how to do research, how to do the research they wanted and how to do the research they needed to do before even considering businesses to, to solve their problems. So the old customer journey was so much more linear. And oftentimes when a business won a customer, that customer had brand loyalty and they could kind of rely on that. That's just not the case anymore. Now we find consumers are doing research and starting in that top awareness stage, like they're doing awareness, you know, awareness driving things and like becoming even aware they have a problem and they're doing research like at the same time, they move into consideration, right? Because they have to decide what they're going to do, but then they like move back into research again because they're pulling their trusted resources. They're asking their friends on social media. They're going to their group of peers that they have on LinkedIn and asking who has had a similar experience and what solution did they find, who did they work with or whatever, before they're even going to go back into consideration and purchase, right? The end of the funnel remains open because studies show millennials and Gen Z just don't have the same kind of brand loyalty as previous generations, which is crazy. So crazy to me. I kind of love all of that nerdy data type of stuff. It's just fascinating to stay kind of with your finger on the pulse for, for that. So how, now it's time to demand generation. How does that satisfy the customer and the new customer journey? Well, demand generation works by understanding your audience and the problems your business solves for them. And then it works to find ways to add value and build trust. Demand generation tactics include things like, uh, I would say free eBooks or like all you want is like the minimum viable piece of information, right? MVPI, I guess, for like an ebook, giving away articles, infographics, educational documents, videos, explanation videos, webinars, podcasts, interviews, blah, 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 right? It uses your content as the vehicle to open the relationship with your audience where and when, hugely important, where and when your audience is looking for solutions to their problems. This, all this does is build a relationship with your audience, right? I mean, it just starts to build that authenticity, that trust, that um, desire for you to just give away information to make someone's life better. That really bodes well with a new consumer and the way that they uh, research and the way that they consider and the way that they ultimately transact. People do business with people they like, know, and trust. And demand generation finds ways to build that relationship with your audience in ways that add tremendous value. And it's really a feel-good thing for your audience. And... Adding value shows your subject matter expertise as well. So it's like just a win-win, right? All across the board. So what does all this mean for 2023? This is kind of where this harsh truth comes in, right? Uh, the harsh truth is demand generation is not going away. So you can't be like, well, I'm not going to do that because it's just, it's a fad. It is not. I'm here to assure you it is not. Smarter people than me have been talking about this for a while. So it's not going anywhere. You can see a lot of this even in the way that you interact and look for information yourself. I know it's changed because 
what information I have to give to get eBooks or access to things has drastically changed. And I'm thankful for that because honestly being thrown into a sales funnel, especially for like SaaS products is just so infuriating because it just, it oftentimes it's very old school. So anyways, I digress again. The harsh truth is that demand generation is here to stay. If you haven't been focusing on creating this value add content before now, don't worry, it's not too late, but you will have to ensure that your strategy is like really locked tight before you really kind of deploy this, hopefully at the first of the year, after the first of the year, at the beginning, uh, you know, January, February, whatever you start, the sooner the better, but you need to make sure your strategy, your marketing strategy and your content strategy is locked tight so you don't lose any more time and don't lose out any kind of, um, you know, time with your audience that your competitor might be taking. So now you're like, well, give me some tactical things I can do, Vanessa. Okay, you got it. So what can you do right away to ensure that you work on creating this strong demand generation strategy that's just brimming with content that adds such value to your audience and really creates a strong foundation for marketing next year and every year after that? Well, first, here's something easy to figure out what you should be talking about. Simply just talk to your audience and ask them their problems or what they want you to talk about. I mean, this is a great way to get information fast, will help you begin to pivot your content towards really what your audience wants and needs. Again, this is the value. And this can happen as soon as you can get this, these questions in front of them. So you can get pretty quick feedback and pivot fairly quickly. Number two, focus on making your customer top of mind. I feel like I went on a tangent on this on Instagram. So make sure you follow us there too, because this is all, this will all be related, but there's different types of tidbits on our TikTok, on the podcast, and then on our Instagram, and then even on our LinkedIn personal pages too. We got a lot of stuff going on. Um, focus on making your customer top of mind, right? And create content by putting yourself in their shoes. So think more in the mind of your customer. Stop thinking about the things that you want to talk about that you think are important. It's all about what your customer wants to learn. Number three, you can figure out what to write about and how to capitalize on some of the things that are working for you by analyzing the ways that people are already finding you, whether it's looking at your social data, your website traffic, looking into SEO, looking into you know PPC ads, all that stuff like that, and then double down in those areas that seem to bring you a high click-through rate, high conversion rate, anything like that, because um, that's where people are finding you, what are they're willing to do to transact with you with the least amount of friction, I think is an important concept that we'll talk about in later podcasts, right? Like how your audience can find you and what kind of friction they're willing to put up with to get there. I think you can learn that from analyzing these different ways that people are finding you. And then you just got to double down in those areas. Um, number four, revisit your marketing strategy and make sure your personas in that are correct and up to date. If things have changed, your business has changed, et cetera, et cetera, or it's been a while since you've looked at them, there's nothing worse than finding out your marketing efforts are focused on a person that you just don't need to or want to, to kind of talk to anymore, or transact with anymore. So just revisit your marketing strategy. You should be doing this like, you know, once a month or whatever. Uh, I, I revisit ours very often and for clients too. At a minimum, you need to revisit it once a year. And then the last thing is just see what your competitors are doing. See what gets high engagement on their social platforms or 
you can use SEMrush or other kind of tools to see what their SEO and their keyword rankings are, right? Like what are people looking for? What is getting high engagement and what can you use as inspiration to then create your own content? I'm not saying take their content and make it exactly yours, but just use it as a way to kind of listen in to the audience and to what people are saying, right? Work smarter, not harder. And then after you use these five tips, you just continuously take the time to meet with the key stakeholders to review and audit your current marketing and all that kind of stuff and your content and just go through and just revisit it so that you can pivot and you can iterate on that as you need to because social media is kind of like its own live being digital presence. It's like its own live growing entity, right? So you would be remiss to not want to revisit your content and marketing strategies like I said, a minute or so ago at a minimum one time a year, quarterly, monthly, right? You don't need to change things every month, but to just understand and get a pulse on it, I think is very helpful. Um, so after you do all that and you revisit all that stuff, just keep introducing demand generation as it relates to content and adding value into your lead generation tactics now that are working for you. So the very first episode, we kind of talk about a little bit more tactical things in there. If you're a little bit more interested in ways to combine demand gen and lead gen, that's a really great episode. It's episode one. Um, if you need any help with this, send us a message, shoot us an email or whatever, you know, find us on LinkedIn. We'd be happy to help you. But that's kind of the, the way that demand generation and lead generation can like kind of interact a little bit why demand generation is so important and kind of like the harsh reality that demand generation is not going anywhere. So thanks for being here with me. I hope this was helpful. Um, if you're looking to connect with me, you can find me in a few different places. I am very present on LinkedIn. So you can find me at Vanessa Zangardi. Our business is on LinkedIn at Zangardi Studio. And then not only this podcast, right? So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. But you can find us on YouTube and just go to Zangardi.com. We're going to have everything there for you. Um, so that we'll be able to show you our podcast, our YouTube channels, all that kind of stuff, our TikToks, everything you could possibly think. We try to just give away all this value to you. So again, if you need anything, find us there. And thanks for listening.